This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We know that the halacha is starting from Rosh Chodesh Nisim, we don't say Tachron, and that's already found in the Sechta Seifrim, and that's already recorded by the Shulchan Aruch. What's this week now leading up to Rosh Chodesh Nisim? Why is there no uh, Tachron? So it's not brought down in Shulchan Aruch, like I often point out with these types of Minhagim, Shulchan Aruch has a list, in Kuf Lamed Aleph, of days we omit Tachnun, and this week is not on that list. Now what's the logic for not saying Tachnun this week? So the logic is based on the premise that this week is called the Shivas Yimei Amelum. What's the Shivas Yimei Amelum? So the Medrash tells us for the entire week, the last week of Adar, Moshe Rabbeinu either twice or three times a day put up and put down the Mishkan. Two sheetas in a Medrash, it was twice a day or three times a day. That's called the Shiva Simei Hamaluim, which took place the last week. Because if we remember, the way it worked with the Mishkan was, the Mishkan was completed on Chafei Kislev. It didn't go up till Aleph Nisa. Now, what does that have to do with Tachanun? So the simple answer is nothing. But what's the more deeper understanding is that one of the reasons why we don't say Tachanun in the month of Nisan is because Rav Chodesh, you don't have Tachanun. Now, why don't you have Tachanun for Rav Chodesh? So if you look in the Paiskim, they say, because the first 12 days, each Nasi brought his own respective carbon on the inauguration of the Mishkan. And that was the reason not to say Tachanun. It was a Yomtif. So they say, if each Nasi just bringing a carbon is enough to make it a Yomtif, so Maisha Abenu putting up and putting down the, the Mishkan must be a Yomtif also. Now, that's not exactly the most uh, understandable Kaval Chaymer, but that's the logic, so to say, behind that camp who does not say Tachanun during this time. Uh, those who don't say Tachanun during this time is uh, major, in majority in the Hasidic co- in courts. Their practice was not to say Tachanun. If you look in the earliest that I found, it was they quoted from the Munkach. That was their minute not to say Tachanun. But again, it's a stretch. Because mm, the Nesiyum brought a carbon during the Kamas Mishkan, that's why when Moshe Rabbeinu put it up and put it down, we don't say Tachanun. I don't get it. But that's the idea behind it. Just to be fair and honest, not all... We're going to talk about it in a second. It's almost an impossible undertaking. Now, many Hasidic courts do say Tachanun this week, just to be fair and honest. Chernobyl, Chabad, Bells, Vizhnitz, they all do say Tachanun this week. So not all Hasidic courts omit Tachanun, but definitely in the Litzvish circles, Alpi Shochanarach and Ramah, there's no reason to omit the Tachanun. What is also interesting about the end of Ador is that we have our locha in Shochanarach that we try not to schedule weddings at what's called Saif Chaydish, the second half of the month. The Aruch HaShulchan writes, the one exception, or one of the exceptions is, uh, is Adar. That even if a person wants to make a wedding and he doesn't want to have Saif Chodesh, but if he makes it in the month of Adar, since the whole month is special, he can make the wedding Saif Chodesh in the month of Adar. It's also interesting that when it comes to a second marriage, we're not makbin on Saif Chodesh, so if you have weddings during the end of this month, it's either because of the Aruch HaShulchan, or maybe it's a, a Zivak Sheni. Now what is interesting about that Kamas of Moshe Rabbeinu who's putting up and down the Mishkan, that there's a halachic question here as well. Besides the obvious kasha, how can one person be expected to lift up so many times a day, but there's a kasha that the Echerenim have. We know that you're not allowed to, the, the Binyan HaMishkan was not Deich HaShabbos. We had it in Pasha's Kisisa, we have it again in this week's Pasha, that the Binyan HaMishkan is not Deich HaShabbos. So the Echerenim have a kasha. We said that Moshe Rabbeinu put up the Mishkan for seven days. Every seven days you're going to have a Shabbos. So what did Moshe Rabbeinu do with Shabbos? How did he put up and down the Mishkan on Shabbos? Why wasn't it a problem of Binyan, oil, one of those is Surim? So the Hafla says an amazing Chiddush. The Hafla writes, Moshe didn't do it by himself. Moshe had a partner, he had an accomplice. We don't know who he was. But it was always with someone else. And Shnaim Sha'asu is Peturin. 
So therefore, says the Hafla, Moshe Rabbeinu never put up the Mishkan by himself two or three times a day. That, that's humanly impossible. He did it with someone else. Oh, if he did it with someone else, the Shnaim Shasu, Shnaim Shasu That's the Hafla's terrors. Now, many Akhredin take a lot of issue with this Hafla, because if you look at the Medrash, it doesn't mention there was another person here. Everyone gives credit that Moshe was the one who put up the Mishkan during the Shivas Yimeyam Malu. The Chsam Seifer gives two other answers. One terrorist is the Chsam Seifer in his Sefer on Chumash called Teres Moshe. There he gives an interesting answer. There he says, the kasha is not even a kasha. Because as we know, Rashi tells us in Parashat Bekudai, Moshe never really put up the Mishkan. It's impossible. Like Matis asked. You think Moshe Benu did it? The answer is he made it look like he did it, but Hashem made an ace. So what are you asking me a kasha? Moshe Rabbeinu, how was he allowed to do it? It was Chol Shabbat, Chol Shabbos. It was, a, it was a facade. He never really did it. It looked like, he made it look like he was put, putting it up. He never did any malacha. Therefore, says the Chassam Seifer, at least in Teres Moshe, his Seifer on Chumash, he says Moshe never put it up. It was done Ayyidei and Nes, and things that are done Ayyidei and Nes, we don't have a kasha. The Chassam Seifer has a tshuva where he gives a different Teres. The Chassam Seifer has a tshuva where he's discussing a very fascinating shayla that we really need more time to get into, and that was the shayla about opening an umbrella on Shabbos. What violation is there in opening an umbrella on Shabbos? The Chassam Seifer writes, opening an umbrella on Shabbos, he doesn't think is Asr. Definitely not Midaraisa, and he's not even convinced it's Asr Midarabon. Why says the Chassam Seifer? He says that's called a Binyan Arai. That's a temporary building. Temporary building is not an Isser. So says the Chassam Seifer, up and down every single day, three times a day, that's a Binyan Arai. It's not a Binyan Keva. Therefore, says the Chassam Seifer, Moshe Rabbein was not in violation. It's more complicated than this. I'm giving you the short end. This Machloik is bothering you. Shall me about this. It's not it's so simple. The question is, was the Mishkan itself a Binyan Arai? What was the Mishkan? Now, the Mishkan worked that they traveled until Hashem said stop and they moved when Hashem said to move. Now, does that make the, binyan, does that make the Mishkan itself a Binyan Arai? Or is the Mishkan a Binyan Keva? That's also not so partial. But Zaktik Sam Seifer, Moshe Rabbeinu, for this week, was Binyan Arai, Binyan Arai. And therefore, says Zaktik Sam Seifer, that's why it's not us. Yeah. That's the question, what Sukkah is supposed to be. Right, 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 right. Oil is also the issue with umbrella. So the Nagy Behuda was very upset by this Chassam Seifer. He really gave it to him over the head, so to say. But in any case, so the Chassam Seifer's other tarots was that he held that when Moshe put up and down the Mishkan, it was only a Binyan Arai. He said it was a Binyan Arai. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was allowed to do. But we all agree that the Binyan Mishkan was not Deich HaShabbat. So there's another Kasha. Once we're on the topic, we'll, we'll mention it. There's a famous Rambam, the Rambam Paskins, that women are mitzvah in the, in the midst of Binyan, of Binyan Beis Amikdash. So the Velt has a Kasha. How can it be a mitzvah that women are obligated and it's time sensitive? Why is it time sensitive? Because you can't be buying the base of Mikdash on Shabbos. Shabbos for Yomtiv, you're not allowed to build the base of Mikdash. So if you're not allowed to build the base of Mikdash on Shabbos for Yomtiv, how could women be chayiv in Binya base of Mikdash? It should be a mitzvah as man grom. That's the Velt Kasha on the Rambam. So the answer many Achrenim give, Reb Chaim Moshe gives it, other Achrenim give it, that's not what a mitzvah as man grom means. Meaning, in the mitzvah to build the Mishkan is all the time. It's just that you have a technical problem that Shabbos kind of gets in the way. That doesn't make it necessarily Zman Grama. But it's a, it's a Rambam. The Rambam Paschal is clearly, the Ramban actually argues. The Ramban actually holds women are potter from the mitzvah of Binyan Beis Amikdash because it's a mitzvah say Shehaz Grama and that's why women are potter. But nonetheless, the Rambam sheet is very clear. The Rambam holds women are chayiv and he doesn't consider the fact that you can't do it on Shabbos to make it a mitzvah Shehaz Grama and for that reason, exempting women.